Call Me Bar Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. I am your host, John, and I am here with one of my co-hosts, my little brother, Kyle. Hello. And Justin will be joining us momentarily. But the bar is now open. Welcome to episode 24, and today is September 26, 2022. A little bit of... Uh, how you doing today, Kyle? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, we are. Justin should be here soon. He has to, you know, put kids to bed, which I hopefully will never have to deal with. I'm not getting a little another niece. No, never mind. Apparently, it's more than enough. Yeah. But um, while we wait for Justin, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, as we discussed last week, Regal Cinema did a mystery movie. Apparently, it was across the country because it was blowing up Twitter this evening. Um, and the mystery movie was The Greatest Beer Run Ever, which is supposed to be debuting on Apple TV next week or this week. Yeah, and I know they're they, also doing some showings on Wednesday um, that were advertised, not secret, but yeah. Oh. Um, a lot of people were pissed off. A lot of people were hoping for Halloween Kills or Terrifier 2. But they showed the greatest bear run ever. So I'm kind of glad I didn't go, even though it was only five bucks. But it's a good concept. I like it. So we'll see what happens when, if they continue to do it. Because I know the Bellingham Theater was sold out. So Mm -hmm. I know AMC does it, or they did it last year at least, where it was horror movies. And it was like thrills and chills or whatever. Same thing, $5 secret showing. But. I was very easily able to search up and kind of see what it was. And you, you, they listed the, the time, like the running time and yep. the year. So people were able to kind of pretty easily. So was that old movies or was that like first run fucking? It was old movies, but not, not anything too old. Um, like I know one was the Halloween 2018 because Halloween Kills had just come out or was coming out. And then I think the first it was another one. Okay. The yeah. original it or the, uh, the twenty the remake, yeah. Seventeen one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um I guess that's what we'll run down this week's episode of the one hundred and one scariest horror movie moments. Uh so this is the third episode and went from seventy five to sixty three. And so seventy five we got Annihilation, which came on twenty eighteen, which is one of my favorite movies. I um, have never heard of that movie. I when yeah, it came up I, on the list I was like how how did I miss that? Like Yeah. I mean it's it's a lot and it's very, very sci fi and like heavy handed, but I thought it was great. I, yeah. I read the book. Um the book was great too. But um yeah, that one it was the bear scene, which everybody talks about. But uh yeah. then seventy four we had Cujo from nineteen eighty three and we have the scene when the car is kinda in the middle and Cujo attacks the car in seventy three. Spot 73, we have The Fly, 1986, and the scene in that one is when um, he's arm wrestling the dude and he just <laughs> overpowers him and his kind of arm pops. In uh, 72, we have The Wicker Man from 1973, and I believe the moment for this was just kind of the ending in general. Um, 
71 was Nosferatu from 1922. I have seen this movie, but I do not remember what movie, moment they picked out, if you remember. I don't, honestly. Um, yeah, my notebook is downstairs. Yeah. I mean, Nosferatu's from 1922. It's not actually scary, but I think they were more talking about sitting there in 1922. You can imagine how those people would have reacted. Um in 70, we have The Night House, 2020, which is another great movie. Um, I feel like that one I don't think was a specific moment either. It's just kind of the movie in general they just gushed about. 69, we have Aliens, 1986. Um, I don't remember this one either. <laughs> what? Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't remember? Oh, you don't re- remember this I don't remember the moment. Oh, I love Aliens. I just it don't remember when, the moment. Um, I, th- I thought you were going to say you haven't seen that one either. I was going to know. Really I like like it was the scene when she's in and the um like the ceilings leaking and all that. Oh, maybe not leaking. I'm trying to remember. I need to start watching these on Monday nights before. Yeah. But uh we have the yeah, in sixty eight we have the Baba Duke in twenty fourteen and I believe that the scene they pointed out was um like when Something with the mom, you're, you're kind of not really sure where they stand. Yeah. Um, 67 is the last house on the left. Um, I don't remember the moment from that either. That but. was the um, the scene when they take the girls out into the woods. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. He stabs her, like, yeah. multiple, multiple times. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, like, twisting the knives, and then he makes the girl wet herself. Yeah. Very, very graphic. Yeah. We'll talk about that later on at some point. 66 was Terrified, 2017. I believe it was an Argentinian movie, and it yes. looked awesome. I definitely really want to watch it, but I the scene they point never, out is... Yeah, I, I haven't heard that one either. either. Yeah. The scene they point out is, like, there's, like, a dead kid kind of sitting there, and the detectives are looking at him, and they go to walk away. Oh, yeah. The milk okay. spills. Yeah. This, this movie looks great, and... uh I'm, I'm probably going to check this one. Uh, Friday 13th, 1980. I don't remember the moment from this. Um, that was... I think they were kind of talking about the end of the movie when Jason comes up. Oh, yeah. I, yep. I know Tom Savini mentioned how, like, the movie was just going to end with her and it all being a dream. Yep. But then they added in the kid. Yeah. I think Tom Savini said it was his idea. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that... I remember when I was little, there was a similar thing they had. Like, it was probably an AMC. They had a scary horror movie moments, and I think that was one of them. And that one, I remember when I was little, it was on, and that just fucking scared the crap out of me. Well, you um, know, back then, all movies ended like that. The final girl was, like, getting away. And saying, yeah, yeah. And it was on. But and then all of a sudden, this thing comes up out of the water and grabs mm-hmm. her. You know, it was entertaining. Yep. Uh, 64, we have Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Uh, the first scene was the scene they picked out, and it's kind of just the, the chaos of it as they're going. The police are kind of going into these this uh, low-income neighborhood, and they're trying to take the bodies from the people because some people are dying. And then they finally start coming back to life and just start, you know, mauling people. Um, this is a great movie. I think they had the remake earlier in the list, but both of them, both of them yeah. are great. Yeah, the remake, um, yeah. Was in the first episode, I believe. Yeah. And they were talking about the uh, the little girl. Yep. And then sixty three was Peeping Tom, nineteen sixty, and I've I've heard of this movie, but 
the scene they chose made me really want to watch it. It's like one of the most unique horror weapons I've ever seen from the slasher. Um, and obviously it's an early, early slasher one. What was the weapon? It's like a piked kind of, so it's, but it has a mirror on it so that the people watch themselves or they're getting like stabbed. Oh, in the yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That and so that, they picked out the end, the last kill, I think, but I definitely want to watch this one now. Yeah. That, um, they were talking about how that ended the director's career. Yeah. Because, I mean, 1960, like, Psycho is the only other comparable one, and that elevated it. And this, I think they talk about how this guy got fucked, but Psycho, obviously, Alfred Hitchcock went on to be renowned and all that, and was renowned at the time, but, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, this week's rundown of 101 Scariest Movies. I I have I have a strange feeling Psycho. Now that I know, now that I've realized that it's scariest moments, mm-hmm. it's gonna be Psycho. Or the yeah. Exorcist, one of the two. Yeah, definitely. But last other bit of housekeeping. He's not here yet, but happy birthday, Justin. Happy uh, birthday. His birthday is tomorrow. Uh, today, if you're listening to the day it drops, I guess. 27th, but uh, happy birthday to him. Glad to have him part of the Movie Bar family. And he can listen to the episode to hear this, even though I doubt he will. But, moving on to upcoming movies. Take it away, Kyle. So, one movie coming out is Bros, which is, uh, the description of it is Bobby Lieber, played by Billy Eichner, known from Billy on the Street, and he's kind of been everywhere recently. He's a podcaster and writer assigned to write a romantic comedy about a gay couple that appeals to straight audiences. Instead, Bobby is more interested in detailing how LGBT plus relationships differ from straight relationships by portraying an unadulterated version of gay romance. Along the way, he meets Aaron Luke McFarlane, and then that's who plays him, um, who makes him question his identity and view in love. So, obviously, it seems kind of meta, because Billy Eichner is gay, and he wanted to write a mainstream um, romantic comedy that kind of covers all that. So I've, it's got good reviews and stuff. So it should be pretty fun. Um, then we have Smile, which is uh, one of the bigger horror movies coming out. And it's gotten pretty good reviews, too. Um, people say it's reminiscent of It Follows. But uh, it, after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. As an overwhelming terror begins to take over her life, Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. And this, I know when the trailer dropped, it kind of went a little bit viral just because it's, it's, you know, just people smiling. But uh, I'm definitely excited to check this one out. Did you see the uh, marketing they did for it this past weekend at the baseball yeah. games? Yep. They no, had random best people marketing. sitting in the crowds behind like home plate wearing shirts that said smile and just smiling the entire game. Yeah. Very freaky, but very effective marketing. Um, also coming out this weekend is the greatest bear run ever, which was three goals mystery movie in 1967. John Chicky Donahue leaves New York to track down his army buddies in Vietnam and share beers with them, but instead of instead is confronted with the horrors of war. I mean, that would be like you coming to bring me beer in Iraq. 
Yeah, unfortunately, I don't look like Saf Efron, though. But. You wish you did, though. Cut your hair and you might. And the other movie coming out this week is The Devil's Workshop. A struggling actor spends a weekend with a female demonologist to prepare for an audition. A struggling act. Okay. Yeah, so that pretty much sounds like, I don't know why I wrote that three times. Just really emphasizing it. Sounds cool. A struggling actor spends a weekend with a female demonologist. I saw the trailer when when I saw um, Barbarian. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer yet, but that sounds fun. I'm surprised. Oh, Justin has now joined us. Hello. Hi, buddy. Did you give the kids NyQuil? So, you have you you have to go back and listen to the episode for what we said in the housekeeping about you. Okay. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Um. So, upcoming Blu-rays release tomorrow, nine twenty-seven, like it's some important day or something. Um, Evil Dead is really. It is. You're a year older. Um. First up is Evil Dead, the 2013 remake, is coming to 4K. The Incredible Melting Man. I'm sure you are, Evil Dead boy. Army of Darkness is also coming, I think, next week. So, just to, you know. Okay, well, we can discuss that next week when it happens. God. Not for Sam Raimi's dick, okay? Um, The Incredible Melting Man, 4K. In Bruges, for in Bruges, in Bruges, God damn it! Um, in 4K, I know what you did last summer in 4K, and the 1951 War of the Worlds and 1952 when the worlds collide is coming to 4K. There's been a little debate about this. They're saying that it's kind of like the same Blu-ray cut, and they have Mars as a blue planet. So take that as what you will. Um, Thor Love and Thunder is coming to 4K and Blu-ray. Amityville Horror 1979 is coming to 4K. Uh, Rob Zombie's The Monsters is being released on Blu-ray. They're coming out with a special edition of Hudson Hawk. Last Action Hero is coming to 4K. Uh, A Venom special edition is coming to 4K. A Venom Let There Be Carnage Special Edition is coming to 4K. Zombieland Special Edition to 4K. Zombieland Double Tap Special Edition 4K. Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle Special Edition 4K. And Jumanji The Next Level Special Edition 4K. Um, 2002's Bulletproof is also coming to Blu-ray. So yeah, uh, some good movies here. I think definitely yeah, some think monsters. You definitely gain the monsters. Yeah, I pre-ordered it. But it's on Netflix, so whatever. I like physical media. Do not get me started on this argument. We'll be here all night. I know. Why don't you uh, tell us what's coming to streaming then, then, Mister Justin? Wait, before uh, I can say that. hold on, hold on, go um, ahead, Kyle. I don't know if you guys probably have, haven't seen it, but In Bruges is one of the funniest movies ever, like, easily. It's so good. When did it come out? Like, 2006, maybe? I don't know. It's Colin Farrell. Um, 
they play like they're two hitmen who do a job, but they have to lay low in this uh, town called Bruges, and like nothing happens there. It's just a nice little town. And one of them's older, and he's kind of really enjoying it. But Colin Farrell's younger, and he's like hates it. He's just like an asshole. Everybody. I, think I have seen it. Yeah, like there's one scene where there's some American tourists. There's like a big tower in the town, and there's uh, some American tourists that are really fat and they want to go up. And Colin Farrell's sitting on the bench and like very nice. He's like, "Oh, you probably shouldn't go up. There's a lot of stairs." And they kind of get mad at him, start screaming at him, but it's great. It's great. No, I, I think I've seen that. That that yeah. is a good movie. All right, so new to streaming, we have the greatest beer run ever on Apple. Uh, it's Minions today, $5, just saying. Yeah, well, either way, I'm not going to see it. Minions 2, Rise of Gru. Uh, apparently it's on Peacock. Uh, Meet Cute. Is... That is the Pete Davidson and um, Kaylee Cook, uh, Cuoco from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. That's their movie, so. I just saw previews for it today watching our other movie. and mm, eh. <laughs> It's a romantic comedy. You're not the romantic type. Not even in your old age of, what's it, 40 now? No, not there yet. Oh, next year. Okay. Um, all right. What have you guys watched? Uh, Kyle, why don't you kick us off of what you watched? Uh, I haven't watched much, but I watched in one day. I watched Dragon Ball Super Superhero, and I watched Miracle Valley, which I'll talk about later, but that's Greg Sestero from The Rooms, movie directed, wrote, stars in, and then I saw The Room, he was there for that, so I, I've met him before, but uh got to meet him again, I got the Disaster Artist book, and he signed it, but yeah, I'll talk about Miracle Valley later, but yeah. Okay, Justin, what have you watched? Uh, well, I won't upgrade, um, watch that. Uh, I watched uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I actually watched that twice. <laughs> I was say, didn't you watch that last week, too? Yeah, it is good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I wound up watching uh, Minions 2, Rising Gru. It is so worth it. Oh, that movie. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. So, uh, I watched... Uh, I started off with Last House on the Left from 2009. And so then, of course, after watching the Shutter 101 scariest moments, I had to watch Last House on the Left 1978. I also watched Upgrade, and I watched 8mm 2. And then the other day, for the first time, I have never seen it, I watched Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> it, you know... It's just such a weird thing to happen in the middle of that. <laughs> well, you know, originally the plan was that they wanted it to where, like, each movie was something different, but it all tied together somehow. But And then I also, tonight I watched um, Trick or Treats on Shudder from 1982. It's about a babysitter that watches his kid who's like a pain in the ass. Keeps playing tricks on or whatever, and then his psycho dad escapes the... Mental institution comes back and tries to kill them. It was actually really good. As cheesy as it was, it was really good. So, all right, that concludes what we've watched. Now, on to the news.
Uh, first bit of news, major movie theater circuit Cinemark has reached a deal with CG 4D Plex to outfit select auditoriums with the ScreenX Premium ex- ex- Exhibition format. These companies expect six sites in California and Texas to be equipped with the immersive theater technology by the end of 2022. So what it is, is it's a 270-degree field, like you're immersed in the movie. Of course, it'll be a long time before we get anything like that in Massachusetts, but currently ScreenX has expanded to 380 global locations in 38 countries since 2012. So something new and exciting. Um, on November 11th in theaters and on Apple TV on November 18th, Apple will be premiering Spirited, which is uh, a modern musical rendition of Charles Dickinson's classic holiday story, uh, Christmas Carol. It's directed by Sean Anders, who did stuff like Daddy's Home, like those types of movies. And it stars Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, and Octavia Spencer. And, um... I worked in this movie as a COVID PA, so it's, like, kind of exciting. I would have never watched it otherwise, so I guess I kind of have to watch it now. Oh, uh, don't worry. I'm working on something. Well, why wouldn't you want to watch something with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. It's a musical. I don't know. Look at us. We saw Here Comes the Boom, like, ten times in theaters when we were in it. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, working, on, I'm working on something for you that, so... Don't make any plans that weekend. But uh, mm-hmm. up next from antiviral and possessor director Brian Cronenberg is the sci-fi Brent. movie. Damn it! Mo- uh, the sci-fi movie Infinity Pool for Neon and Topic Studios was supposed to cast including Mean Goth from Pearl X and Suspiria, and Alexander Skarsgård from The Northman. This week, we learned that the upcoming movie received an NC-17 rating from the MPA with an appeal currently underway. So, it is rated NC-17 for some graphic violence and sexual content. They must be having full-on dibbity-dibbity going on if that's got an NC-17 rating. Because ratings don't even exist really anymore. But whatever. Well, it's... um. Something similar with the Marilyn Monroe movie that's coming out in a few weeks. It's like that is rated NC-17, but it's going to Netflix. But like this one, they'll want to show in theaters because it's not, you know, about Marilyn Monroe. So they need that theater kind of stuff. And Neon usually releases stuff in theaters, but most theaters won't play it if it's NC-17. So they're trying to get it. So it's R so they can actually show it. Like some will, probably smaller ones, but like something like AMC is never going to show it. I'm surprised Netflix picked up an NC-17 movie. Well, they they America. made it. Oh, they made it. Yes. I'm surprised they made an NC-17. <laughs> well, it wasn't the goal. Chili <coughs> well, really Monroe. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Netflix, they got a whole lot of original horror headed their way for Halloween. We got a Stephen King adaptation, Mr. Harrigan's Phone, a Mike Flanagan series, The Midnight Club, and Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro's project, The Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, <laughs> streaming service is gearing up for spooky season by launching their Streams and Screams portal for horror content. It's its own dedicated page inside the Netflix app. 
uh, spotlighting the streaming services, new and old horror movies with exclusive and otherwise. Uh, categories found within the portal include teen screams, zombies, vampires, and ghouls, horror hidden gems, and family horror treats, along with slashers and serial killers. So, yeah, that's kind of nice for Halloween. Yeah, I like when they put it all in one area. Um, similar to that, Paramount Plus is launching its own kind of portal, uh, called Peak what Screaming. Rip off. Uh, I artists. believe they, <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe they had this last year and, uh, it's gonna, you know, same thing as the Netflix one, bunch of horror movies. It's gonna have double the programming from last year. Um, highly anticipated new originals. I, I don't know which ones those are. Um, Fan favorite horror movies, iconic Halloween episodes, but yeah, so definitely Halloween season is gearing up. Well, off of the streaming services, uh, now we're moving to the Final Destination franchise is being retooled with a brand new movie with John Watts on board as a producer. Watts is producing the sixth installment of the franchise for HBO Max with Laurie Evans-Taylor from Wicked Wicked Games and Guy Busick from Scream 2022 writing Final Destination 6. Why? They wrapped the movies up very nicely. Final Destination 5 and the first one. So, Monday. I stopped I watching after like two, so I don't know. <laughs> the last one was good. Yeah, I don't know. My after favorite... Like, Get bored. My favorite one is when the girl's like walking and she turns around her friend. She goes, I got my eye on you. And she winks. And then like a pole goes right through her eye. I think it's oh, the man. best death ever. I cringe every time I see the gymnastic scene. I think it was in five. Yeah, that one's Four actually. Five, that one's, like, oh, oh. That one's <laughs> disgusting. I can't handle that anymore. I'm getting old. <clears throat> All right. Well, speaking of old movies, we're new again. Uh, it's been 15 years since found footage film Cloverfield brought a giant monster into New York City. Uh, 2008 film subsequently spawned a loose connected universe of movies that has thus far included the excellent 10 Cloverfield Lane and the not-so-excellent The Cloverfield Paradox. Seems another Cloverfield movie is now on the way. Yeah. Deadline reports today that Babak Anyari under the shadow and wounds, is directing the new Cloverfield movie for Paramount. Joe Barton will write the script. Last time this project popped up, it was described as the first true sequel to Cloverfield. Uh, that deadline reports this morning notes that all plot details are under wraps. So, not known where it's going to go, but it's in the Cloverfield universe. Yay, I don't know. I like the first one I didn't like, but I like Cloverfield Lane. The one with John Goodman. Yeah. Yeah, that one's great. But, uh, like, people, other than that, yeah, there's no reason for another Cloverfield. There's no reason. No. Nobody's asking. Don't for, sequel nobody's the asking. first one. Go to the John Goodman one and work from there. Yeah. Well. Um, James Earl Jones has officially retired from the role of Darth Vader. Um, he's played the part from the first Star Wars movie in 1977, and he's 91 years old, so 45 years of Darth Vader. Um, he's hanging up the helmet. Um, I know in Kenobi, I believe he still did some voice acting, but they use an AI to enhance his voice. Um, 
and going forward, they'll still use AI programs to kind of replace it just because you can't really replace Vader's voice. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they also have other people step in that can do an impression. But, I mean, his voice is irreplaceable. But uh, It's yeah. synonymous I, with the character. Yeah. yeah. And at 91, he deserves I, to retire, I, I think. I know this is wrong, but I honestly thought he passed away a few years ago. And when I saw that, I was like, holy crap, he's still alive. But uh, another movie that Kyle probably won't see, a new Karate Kid film is reportedly in the works at Sony. According to a recent report, report from Murphy's Multiverse, states that Sony is currently looking to cast a teenager for the lead in the role, with the company reportedly looking for a 17-year-old male who can speak both Mandarin and English. The character has been referred to as Lee. And his character description lists him as small for his age, but tough, smart, and scrappy. As well as a skilled fighter who has had his life uprooted to Brooklyn, New York. What better place to put him? Uh, the story is not yet known, but it says to focus on Lee dealing with the past tragedy that drives away between himself and his mother. So, I guess, I uh, like, obviously, you know, <laughs> I shouldn't be the one to talk, but... I guess this isn't like have it doesn't have anything to do with the Cobra Kai series or whatever, which I think's weird because that's so popular right now. So it's well, like that's the reason they're making a movie is because Cobra Kai is so popular. They're just trying yeah. to bank off the name. Yeah, yeah. They, right. they probably like, they probably can't use like Daniel and all those other guys, and you know I'm sure that's all it is. Because yeah. Netflix owned is is Sony doing Cobra Kai or is uh, like another company because no, it's just Netflix or whatever it is, but I think it started on YouTube, so it's definitely it, it, yeah, it started on YouTube. I mean, Red. It's, yeah. but, it's one of those things. Sure. I mean, they had that girl there for one of them. That was terrible. I've never they I've tried never with Jackie Cobra Chan Kai, so. and so, uh, oh, man. you're talking about the movies. Yeah, there was that yeah uh, um, next karate terrible kid. terrible sequels. Yeah. So maybe they'll bring Jackie Chan back as Mr. Miyagi. And lastly, Shudder announced via their Twitter, at Shudder, they are doing a secret screening October 1st at 10 p.m. Eastern on their app. But Shudder, who knows what the hell this movie could be. I imagine it's probably one of the originals, at least. But maybe it's one we haven't even heard of. Or maybe it's uh, VHS 99. Did that come out yet? No, that isn't. That's that's slated for some time in October. Yeah, it could be but, that. I think that's probably the biggest coming out. And actually, um, should have run up in housekeeping, but I believe it was last week or the week before we were discussing these Shutter movies. If they go to like Blu-ray and DVD, I went to Best Buy Saturday and they had a bunch of them. Oh wow! Like uh, VHS ninety-four that came out in April, and then. Like there was a whole bunch of Shutter movies, and they were pretty cheap too, roughly six to twelve dollars. So, oh, nice. I actually picked up uh, VHS ninety four and the Haunted Mansion. So that concludes the news. Now moving on to our main topic of the week: upgrade. So Upgrade is about a brutal mugging that leaves Gray Trace paralyzed in the hospital and his beloved wife dead. A billionaire inventor soon offers Trace a cure, an artificial intelligence implant called STEM that will enhance his body. 
Now able to walk, Gray finds that he also has superhuman strength and agility, skills he uses to seek revenge against the thugs that destroyed his life. Um, it came out June 1st, 2018. It was directed by Lee Winnell, who also did The Invisible Man. And uh, it had like a $17 million, uh debut in the box office. Um, I saw it in theaters way back in the day. I've seen it a bunch of times, so great movie. Uh, <clears throat> cast, we have uh, Logan Marshall Green as Gray Trace, Fiddy Gabriel as Detective Cortez, Harrison Gilbertson as Iran Keen, Melanie Vallejo as Asha Trace, Benedict Hardy as Fisk, Linda Cropper as Pamela, Simon Maiden as the voice of STEM, Richard Cawthorn as Cirque, Christopher Kirby as Tolan, and Kai Bradley as Jamie. So, I'd never seen this movie until this weekend. I hadn't either. Um, I was surprised when I saw Blumhouse on it, out of their Blumhouse Tilt uh, production company. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, just like we talked about last week with AI and they control everything, like, that totally was this movie through and through. What, what, do, you, what do you guys think about it? <clears throat> I think it was a good movie. Um, I mean, up until, like, the final twist, which, I mean, is still kind of callable. Most of the end of the movie was fairly predictable. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that being said, getting there was a quality story. They had a good bunch of good kills in there. Mm-hmm. That first one, when he gets revenge on the first guy, I think that was my favorite. Yeah. Um, it's quite the smiley face. But, uh, yeah. No, it was pretty good, but like I say, it's yeah. fairly predictable. So, yeah, Kyle, I've... you picked this movie for us this week, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I love this movie. I just think it's a great kind of... Because it's very, like, futuristic sci-fi, cyberpunky, without being too much. Like, it's still a little grounded, and it's like, feels like a near-future kind of story. Um, I The thing I love about it is um, the cinematography and just, like, the way the camera kind of um, focuses on him during the action scenes, and it's like, the camera follows him perfectly, so it gets that weird kind of effect that ends up feeling very robotic, so I think he definitely nailed the acting for that, and uh, it just, I don't know, that some, stuff like that hasn't been done so much, and to do it throughout the movie was cool. The pra- practical effects are great, the kills are great, and uh, it is, a, you know, it's not an outright scary movie, but, like, it's kind of a existential dread, like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, kind of where we're headed, so who knows when something like this can happen soon. Um yeah. Yeah, the uh, I mean it crosses a couple fields cuz it's kind of got the body horror too of having yeah. somebody living inside of you. Mm-hmm. I mean that's creepy enough. Yeah. I mean and just like the action scenes are fun. It's really well done. Has a little bit of everything, yeah. Yeah, like I mean the camera cuts when he's fighting and you see his like body like rise up straight mm-hmm. from, you know being flat on the ground to just up straight like very good. The action was intense at times. And, you know, it's only a matter of time 
these people with the Bluetooths and all that, they start talking to you. And you can hear what they say, but, you know, people hear what you say, you know? Yeah. But, I know a similar movie is uh, Ex Machina, which is not one of my favorites, but that's not as horror. Is that the one um, with the female? Alicia Vikander and Oscar Isaac and uh, Dom Hall Gleason, yes. But yeah, that's a that's a great one. But that's more you know pensive and talky, and it's great though. All right, birthday boy, what do you give this for a rating? Ah, uh, it was a solid three, three mugs. It was pretty good. Like I said, a little predictable, good action. You know, pretty good for what it was. Little bro, what you got? Um, I'll give it a 4.15. What the fuck? Seriously? <laughs> 4.15. Thanks, Justin. See what you started? I only did quarters. With Justin, I give it a 3. Um, I'm not big into sci-fi, and there was a big sci-fi element to this, so um, that kind of took me out of it a little bit, but I do believe this is do you think this could happen? Yes. Probably already has. We never know. Somebody's holding. I don't know if it's gonna. You know. I mean, there's there's people out there that have you know biomechanical limbs and stuff like that to replace yeah. lost limbs and all that. So I mean, we know it's all possible. I I don't think that the whole corrupted super microchip in the spine is going to actually be a reality, but I mean, people are willing to do some crazy crap to make themselves famous and go to great lengths to get views on the internet, so if somebody can figure out a way to rig something up inside themselves to make themselves stronger, faster, more agile, or something like that, they're going to do it, they're going to put videos on the internet, and it's going to time could it be a thing. I mean, it's that's 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 the nature of human beings. So, so I definitely think it'll happen someday, possibly in the near future. But uh, so yeah, that's the movie bar take on upgrade. So let's go to our picks of the week. Birthday boy, start us off. All right. So I went with the unbearable weight of massive talent. I uh, got an unfulfilled and facing financial ruin. Actor Nicolas Cage accepts a $1 million offer to attend a wealthy fan's birthday party. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when a CIA operative recruits Cage for an unusual mission. Taking on the role of a lifetime, he soon finds himself channeling his most iconic and beloved characters to save himself and his loved ones. So I was released uh, earlier this year in April 22nd, 2022. It was directed by Tom Gordmikin, and it was starring Nicolas Cage... Pedro Pascal, Lily Moshin, and Tiffany Haddish. Let me tell you, this 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 movie is spectacular, just about start to finish. There's a little bit of cringe in there at the beginning, but I mean, this it's well thought out, well done. I mean, I picture basically Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal as me and John. Just out there doing absolutely stupid crap by the seat of our pants. 
And, you know, it wasn't that we were failing. It was that everybody else was trying to help make us fail. You know, <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's a good movie. Great movie all around. You've seen this, Kyle, right? I believe you discussed this at one time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's also one of my favorites of this year for sure. It was so, it, it was just, just it's so fun. It's so fun. It really is good. It's well, it's a fun movie. It's a good buddy movie. It's a good. And it's adult not adult drama. It's not like <laughs> it's not even like like it has cliche stuff, but it's like pretty original. Like it's yeah, it's its own thing. It's not just another buddy cop movie. Like it's, it's the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, so it's, does he it's use one of those characters names like from his movies. You, you have to see it. No, he's Nick Cage. Okay, he's, he's Nick Nicholas Cage with it. He's, Nick he's playing himself. Only, I think. Yeah, I yeah. get that, but like when he, you said he channels like his his roles to help him get through it. No, there's a little bit of you know nutty talking to himself stuff in it, but mm-hmm. I mean yeah. it, it's it's one of those things like it. it if you just look at it for what you know, you think Nick Cage and you think a movie about Nick Cage being Nick Cage, you expect it to be some just meta silly, but it, 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 it does that right. Cause the yeah. entire movie is about making the movie. Okay. It, it, it's, 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 so, it's a great movie. It's, it's really, I don't, know. I don't, I don't think he's going to get it. Listen, You're right. He might not, but it, okay. Really... So you know what? I'll I'll throw this out there. When we get through October and we get to November, let's the three of us do a watch along on it. And anything I I'll watch it beforehand so I can hear it, and then we'll all watch it together. And then we'll explain it to you. <laughs> yeah. <I got>. yeah. <laughs> you guys break it down for me when we go. Yeah. As we break go it down. It. You mean explain? It's okay. We'll, yeah. Yeah. We got you. <laughs> But I will watch it beforehand. I'm not doing anything like I did with the China Salesman, okay? Yeah, don't go into that, Blake. Because we got completely lost. and So, all right, that's Justin's pick. Kyle, what's your pick? Um, I did Miracle Valley, which is uh, it's about an obsessive photographer and his girlfriend are invited to a desert getaway in search of an ultra-rare bird. Fortune, fame, and mending their fading relationship takes a turn at the hands of a sinister force. Um, so it's kind of like, it's about a cult. Um and uh, so, like I said, I saw this with Greg Sestero there, who uh, directed it and wrote it. Um, and he kind of he said one time he was driving through Arizona and he, he was just trying to find inspiration. And he came upon this like abandoned church and he kind of went up to it and saw these like signs. And he was like, it was really creepy, he said. And then he, two people came up to him and they were like, yeah, this cult used to be here that said that they could like heal people based on the blood type they had. He's like, oh, wow. And then they're like, do you want to join? I don't know if that part's true, but he said that. But uh, it's kind of about that. Um, a little different, but great movie. You know, it's super indie. I believe it It came out, you know, a couple months ago. I believe it just premiered on Tubi, though, um, on the 16th. But it's kind of been around for a while, or at least like a year. Um, it premiered in Salem at the film festival last October. Um I, cause I saw Greg premiere the, or not premiere the room. She showed the room last year at the same theater and said that it was coming out and showed the trailer. So I was good. I was glad to finally be able to see it, but, uh, yeah. it's a great movie. Definitely recommend it. It's, um, very seventies inspired. And he said that, and you can definitely see it. Um, Texas Chainsaw, 
Um, he said, Texas Chainsaw and Hills Have Eyes are two of the biggest ones, but yeah. So, what did you see this, Coolidge? Yes. Yeah, sounds interesting. Uh, I like the cold aspect. That's something that could happen, so. Yeah, like, it's great. It's still a little cheesy, but, like, overall, it's just, it's a great premise, and it's just really fun. Um, some good kills in there, but yeah. See, this this is why we, we do our picks of the week, so something that I wouldn't normally watch or Justin wouldn't normally watch or you wouldn't normally watch, you know, kind of gives us a little, uh, you know, ideas, puts ideas in the head. But uh, my pick of the week is Last House on the Left, um, which was released on August 30th, 1972, directed by Master of Horror, Wes Craven. Uh, teenagers Mary and Phyllis head to the city for a concert after, after, then afterward go looking for drugs. Definitely seventies. Instead, they find a gang of escaped convicts who will subject them to a night of torture and rape. The gang then kills the girls in the woods, not realizing they, they're near Mary's house. When they pose as salesmen and are taken in by Mary's mother and father, it doesn't take the parents long to figure out their identities and plot revenge. Um, it stars Sandra Castle, David Hess, Lindsey Granham, Granham, Lucy, Lucy, damn it. I practiced this too. Cynthia Carr and Gaylord James, St. James. So I'm sure Justin, you've seen it. I think we've watched it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've watched that. Uh, we went Old through the spell with the last house on the left and I spit on your grave. Kyle, have you seen this? I have. Wow. Okay. You have. Wow. I wasn't expecting the that. rare trifecta. Yeah. But you know, it, it's one of Wes Craven's finer, uh, finer masterpieces. And even it's still a little hard to watch at times. Certain scenes like they discussed on the shutter show. You know, when he's like, pee your pants, and the girl actually does it because she's so scared. And then, but kind of same concept as I spit on your grave, but instead of the girl. But, you know, it's a good movie. Good scare, I guess. That could really happen, especially nowadays. Yeah. The human trafficking going on in the world. So, but uh, yeah, so those are our picks of the week. Um, the bar is now closed. Uh, Justin, that's you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the movie bar pod on Twitter at movie bar podcast on Instagram and at the movie bar podcast on Facebook. And you can get your official movie bar shirts at www.bonfire.com slash store slash movie dash bar dash podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcast. And then be sure to check out our new website, www.moviebarpod.com. Join Whatnot using our link, whatnot.com forward slash invite forward slash the movie bar and get a $15 credit. Thank you for listening and please let us know what you want to hear from us by connecting with us on social media or via email at the movie bar at outlook.com. Please like, review, and subscribe 
to the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you at the bar. Bye. Bye.